process podcast episode 469 favorite of all the the numbers is 469 i'm trying to remember what the last time we uh the last time we did 369 was oh geez a long time ago do you remember what we talked about on on episode 369 uh no uh crashing the international space station Point, oh. ne- Point Nemo, um, and then pre-interview jitters. Oh, dude, this was right before you got your, before you got the job. Oh, wow. This was the day, that was the day that you did the interview. Oh, wow. Because we talked about it on the show. Fuck. Wow. Yeah, because that was the day that I shaved my head, too, for the first time. Wow. wow. A lot can happen in 100 episodes. That far. That long that, ago. That's a long ass time. All right. I've been saying that I've been meaning to send you this all week and I have not. Um, but I was at St. Jacob's on the weekend and I saw two things that would interest you. Number one, there's a simple thing and it's it's models. I'm, I don't know what the brand on them is. Let me take like a look what, right now. It's like a Hasagewa. I don't know if that means anything. It looks like a Japanese mm-hmm. Japanese brand, maybe. Or maybe, yeah, yeah I don't know. Like it. Not sure. But they had a whole bunch and like relatively cheap, I think. Somewhere like 15, 20 bucks. That's cheap. For certain, for certain kits, is it? What does a what does a model go for these days? Um, it depends. Like uh, like the last few that I've got, like the tanks, like a Tamiya tank, average anywhere from like forty to a hundred bucks. Okay. Oh wow, hundred bucks. That's got to be a big tank. Yeah, bucks. I almost got one last time I was there. When I had some birthday money I wanted to spend, and I almost got um, a Tamiya uh, M1A2 Abrams, which is like the modern day American tank. Mm, yeah, and like that's a big vehicle, you know, in real life. Um, mm-hmm. And so the model is pretty big, thirty fifth scale, but the model itself is big, even in thirty fifth. On a lot of details, and that was like ninety bucks, I think. Wow. That's on the more expensive end. I mean, planes, I don't know a whole lot about plane models. Um, you could have like a 72 scale where they're a bit smaller. It could be like anywhere from 20 to 60 bucks maybe. And then hmm. the big ones obviously get expensive. Um, yeah. Cause the I don't big... think I've ever spent more than a f- more than 50 bucks on a plane model. From what I recall. I think 50, yeah. 55 was the most expensive. Yeah, like they get, it depends on the brand too. Like, usually Tamiya is like at the top of the range when it comes to money because it's, to be fair, it is probably like the best kit. Yeah. 
Airfix stuff might be a little bit cheaper. Tallery might be a bit cheaper. Revel a lot of time is a little cheaper as well. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely like the the big kits like the new uh the new Blackbird model I really like. Oh, there's a new I have, one. I have the old Revel one where it's a one to seventy two scale. Yep. And the new one is a forty eight scale. Oh shit! And it's like so it's and it's a the Blackbird's a massive plane. It's a huge thing. Um. So the model's massive, and that's like a hundred and fifty dollar model or something. Like that. Wow! But it would look really, really cool. It would look pretty cool. It'd be huge, because <laughs> like the seventy-two scale one I have is actually pretty big. So, oh, is it? Huh. Yeah. So the forty-eight scale would be fucking huge. Nice. So yeah, I saw those, and I was like, hmm, gotta send some of those to Zach. Those and there was sick. a few. There was a few booths that had just boxes of models. And is that then- um? Uh, the market, uh, yeah, Saint, Saint Jacobs? Jacobs, yeah, at dude, the uh, the I antique market side of things. Dude, there's a space shuttle orbiter model. Yep, there was a lot. Dude, that's there a nice a a Tomcat, Iranian Air Force one. That's pretty nice. Another Tomcat model. Those are popular right now because I think uh, it was Top Gun made that plane really popular. Oh, the Tomcat. Yeah, also, because I'm pretty sure the Tomcat at the time was like the most advanced fighter plane that we had in like the world i think oh damn it's pretty nice 18 f-18 hornet a lot of cool passenger yeah. planes there yeah it was like a boeing seven something or other fujimi kit mig uh german or russian german maybe i've got Corsair. no idea boeing that looks like a cool old kit like a like a mid like it, you would see that in the movie Airplane. You ever seen yeah. that movie? You, no. You see, you've seen it. You haven't seen Airplane? Oh my god! No. I think I don't know who did it. It looks like seventy. Yeah, it's it's that Super kind of a vibe. One forty fourth scale. It'd still be small. Yeah, I saw those, and then I saw this like vampires overhead. Yeah. Thing. I don't. I don't know what it was. Like I think it was a magnet as as it is in that package but it looks like it's been taken from like an old book cover or something like that and Mm. these like huge bat things swooping in and you got flock of bats in the distance and some church like building burning in the background yeah and the whole vampires overhead thing i was like that's just dope there's something's got to happen with that and it's in that old timey style too and let me have a quick little uh, googly Google. A little googly goo. Um, let me vampires overhead. Let's just see if anything comes up. Oh, smart. Yeah, novel by Alan Hyder. So yeah, it was a book cover. Oh fuck. Okay. Um. Amazon. Yeah. Paperback four hundred and twenty-four dollars. What? I refused it. It, they probably it's probably not printed anymore. That's my guess. Yeah, but Jesus, what? Apparently, it came out in two thousand and two, and that no, originally published nineteen thirty five, so it's oh. definitely not in print anymore. Definitely not in print. The cat's gonna jump. First published in nineteen thirty five, Alan Hyder's Vampires Are has now achieved almost mythic status, due mainly to its scarcity. Oh. Okay, so that makes sense for the four hundred dollars price. It begins innocently, 
innocently enough with the meeting of two old army comrades outside a London cinema. But the action quickly intensifies as Earth is invaded and virtually destroyed by hordes of nightmarish vampires, which leave desolation and destruction in their wake. In London, oh. three lone survivors manage to flee the waste of the city and escape to a new life in the countryside. However, the horror of vampires soon takes a back seat as difficulties the trio experiences human nature begins to take over. Uh, Interesting. I've got to find a copy of that somewhere. The cover oh. looks really cool. Right, doesn't it? Really, really neat. It's just, it's got that look to it. I wonder if there's an there's uh, there's got to be an audio book I would imagine. Uh yeah, on Amazon right beside the price for paperbacks is audio book with membership. It's free. Ha, huh, nice. With Amazon. Yeah, um, loop into the uh so I'm on the a used bookstore website right now. And these are I'd find these really cool. Like used bookstore websites and stuff. There's one that's an original published like an original edition the first edition with first published in 1935 stated in the copyright page it's bound in orange cloth and stamped in black along the spine um five hundred dollars u.s for that one that's like what eight dollars yeah it's a it's it's very expensive, and even for like the two thousand and two reprint, where this cover seems to come from, one hundred and forty seven dollars US. See, maybe I'm just not, you know, as into books. But there's a part of me I'm like, I don't think I'm ready to like feel responsible to have a <laughs> to own a book that's worth that much. You know what I mean? Buying now, I'm gonna count. I'm gonna not counter it, but I'm gonna probe a further question. What if it's an art book, right? That is, say, it's like 600 pages long, and it's all this like photography or like design related stuff. But it's got like a 200-ish dollar price tag because it's big. It's got a hard cover. It's mm-hmm. got like a slip case for it and everything, and it's like got thick, nice matte finished paper. But you're like, I love that book. I need to have it. Mm-hmm. What about then? No, I Would guess like a two hundred dollars for a new book versus two hundred dollars for a rare old used book be different. Yeah, I don't know. If it's a new book, there's always chances like, well, it's new. It's not like it's rare necessarily. Hmm. Yeah, it's just um, capitalism at that point. It's just capitalism at that point. I feel like if you had like a a really old expensive book like that, I would need like a like a fucking podium or something. Yeah. especially just to house that book because you wouldn't want to put it on a shelf and have it like no. in between books or like underneath or whatever like you would need its own spot in the room you need its own glass case you know what i mean yeah i complete i completely agree i was at this is an, an australia story but i went to this i don't even know what it was called quite to be honest, but it was a similar thing to St. Jacob's. Um, and they had like a whole bunch of uh, like vendors there when they, um, they had all this stuff. And one person had a like just boxes, like milk crates of books. 
and I was just flipping through them because I wanted to see if I could find like an original or close to an original Dracula or Frankenstein or something like that mm. to see if anything was there. An old um, school fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula. Exactly. Oh, just to see. Sick. I just want to that see. now. Um, and I, I found a, a Plato book, obviously not like an original, so to speak, but a reprinting, um, and it was the the Phaedon or the Death of Socrates, and it was just a newer version of it. But even like I'm checking the copyright date, it was printed in like eight in the, like the 1870s or something like that. Wow! And whenever this book was, and the um like I it was like four dollars. Damn. It was just and it you open it up, it's got that old book smell and it was amazing. And I ended up going back home. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. I'll do a bit of research on it. If you can get like old timey, like I don't even know how old, but where they like didn't even print anything on the cover. It's just old leather and like gold leaf. Some of it, like a perfect condition goes in like $9,000 plus. If you're getting one of those like top of the line mint original type things. Right. That it was, has like his DNA on it or something. It survived. The bubonic plague that survived. Well, that'd be worth. That'd be like priceless, right? Yeah. Be in a museum, right? That's that's the thing. In like a hazmat control thing, because if it survived the bubonic plague, then it might have it and kill us all. Well, you can get the the plague from, uh, oh, what are they called? They live in the states. Prairie dogs. You know what a prairie dog is? Yeah. You can get it if you come in contact with a prairie dog and it breathes, coughs, expels air on you. You stand a chance. There's a there's a risk of you getting sick with what is termed the bubonic plague, but it's whatever that bacteria is Um, because it exists in rodents. That's how it's transmitted. Right. Um, But it's like the amount. And the way that, like, our society now, you've got all these, like, now you've got COVID. You've got all this sanitize, sanitation stuff that you didn't have in the 1300s. Um, but, yeah, there's a story of a guy in Utah where he was hiking in the Grand Canyon and fainted, got sick, and they, like, had to extract him out of there. Um, and they're testing him to see, like, what was wrong with him. Why did he faint? Um, apart from dehydration, um, like testing him because like he would he was having hot sweats and everything like that following this event, and his doctor asked him if he had ever come in contact with a prairie dog, and he's like, why would that matter? It's like because you can get the plague from it, you can get the the bubonic plague. Um, turns out he had cancer, oh, which downer, um, but he lived. Um, but then I was like, shit, imagine like some mutant prairie dog like evolves with radiation or something mm-hmm. and then like starts biting people right and, that's and then the they're start the immediately in fact then that's the start of the end of the world right. people thought covid was going to be bad people thought trump was going to be bad people thought like everything now is going to be bad gas prices were going to be mm-hmm. gas prices are going down tomorrow by the way wow yeah five then cents like, can make a huge difference can't wait <laughs> like 179 something ridiculous 
At least as long as it doesn't start with a two, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I will I will be happy, guys. But yeah, say love That's I want an old uh Bram Stoker's Dracula now. Yeah, same. That'd be cool. I've looked. They're hard to find and they're very expensive. Yeah, I can imagine. And they're like they've got that like collector snobbery around them. Yeah. Where like someone could have it, but they wouldn't sell it to you. Kind of thing. Even if you had the money. You'd be like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna put it on a shelf in between like books? Yeah. Because it's called it's a book and that's what it's for. Yeah, it's for reading. Or just like a new print of it or something. Yeah, I like the one that I've got from Penguin Classics or something. I do need to get Penguin Press. You should. You should. I would. I would read it because it's it's so different. It's very different than the movie. It's very different than the TV show. Mm. There's no. I wouldn't say there's like a true adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. There's just adaptations of Dracula that follow a similar story. Um, They gotta, you know, make it over dramatize it. For the show or movie, exactly. right? They gotta, they gotta, yeah. They gotta make it fun and entertaining, I guess. Because mm-hmm. the real book is genuine. It's not that it's slow, but it's long for what takes place. Right. Right. And there's a lot of like not inconspicuous stuff, but there's a lot of like mediating in between main events, mm. and you're it's all written as a as journal entries. So you only know as much as the characters know at the same time, which is kind of good, but also kind of frustrating at times because you know the answer because you've seen the movies, you've seen the shows. Right. And you're just like, it's Jonathan Harker, please. It's, he's in the dirt. He's in, in the dirt. The boxes are in the house that you sold to him at the very beginning of the movie or at the very beginning of the book. It's, it's, it's a simple thing, please. Mm. But yeah, I would highly recommend grabbing a copy get one on amazon is probably pretty cheap i would imagine gotta get read the book i have the vlad oh vlad yeah is it just vlad or vlad the impaler vlad the last confession i think it's called vlad the last confession going on vacation soon so maybe i'll get a copy of that or you can just swing by and i'll give it to you You that's also true it's cool i like it also true fuck yeah i'm stoked that's a dope plan Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe read something this weekend. Who knows? Um, but yeah, if uh, you also enjoy rare old books and Dracula, send us an email to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. You can also send emails to hi at bigdesigncompany.com or www.bigdesigncompany.com. Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Enjoy your weekend and we will see you on Monday. Peace. The process.